Starman waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. David Bowie, Starman, 1972. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast, a weekly music discussion podcast. We're starting this week a bit different today. See how it feels. Uh, but first, thanks, Jason Dragonflies, for the uh, for the raid. Ben in chat, how's it going? Uh, Eric, how's it going? Good. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. I think we're gonna we're gonna switch up the uh, the intro a bit. Um, I don't know. That felt that felt good, but it could be better. So I'll keep working on it. Maybe next week we'll, we'll figure something better out. I mean, what a great quote to start off this new thing with Starman. I knew exactly who you were talking about as soon as you said Starman. <laughs> I was like, oh, David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll try to we'll try to make that a bit more smoother uh, next time. But, anyways, we do have some music to talk about this week. We have a full podcast today. Eric, what is your drink of choice? My drink of choice today is a drink that's well known in this world. Uh, it is Guinness, but with a twist. It is the Guinness coffee cold brew Whoa. uh nitro cold brew and uh let me tell you i tried this last week and i have like i feel like i'm developing a drinking problem because <laughs> i can't like because it's so freaking good like i love guinness wow and this is like this is like so delectable and i chose this guinness stein just for today's podcast so um cheers to the luck of the Irish. <laughs> oh man, that that sounds really intense, though. Isn't Guinness oh, okay. already thick, and then you're just adding? So it's funny because everyone tells me like, oh, like it's like drinking a meal, but it's really not. It okay. actually really isn't. It just it just tastes creamier because it's it's an actual creamy stout, and um, I mean. Like I could drink a lot of them, and I and I don't feel like I've eaten like gorged myself. Um, but but to each is their own. So nice. Uh, ben is enjoying an IPA from a brewery called Fugles. Eric, you might know the name better than me. It might. I don't know if it's Fuggles or Fugles. It could be Fugles. But Fugles. Fugles sounds it, right. It could be Fugles, but I I I've heard. I don't know how it is. Like, Ben, how, how's that IPA? Because I've heard terrible things about Fugles, like brewing, <laughs> the, the actual brewing company. Oh, the company itself. Yeah, the company itself. So yeah. that's why, like, every time, like, they have a selection of beers and they have some funky, like, I think they have, like, the like the Space Cow Stout or something like that. It's, like, a weird a weird thing. But but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That could be just a couple people's opinion. But But, okay, delicious. That's good. Nice. Uh, all right, let's get into some music stuff. So, Eric, what have you been listening to this past week in a bit? So, what have I been listening to? So, I have been listening to quite a bit uh, just because we've had the time to do so. And I can't remember. Did I? Hang on. I'm just going to quickly look at my notes here. Hang on a second. Okay, good. Okay, so uh, I'll start off. Hoiser came out with a single, which I thought was a single, but it was like a three-song single. Um uh, so uh, eat your young, uh, which is pretty good. Like I feel like the more Hoiser is around, the better he's becoming. Okay. So 
like like just in terms of his music so uh really digging that uh there's a canadian band out here from vancouver uh the new uh pornographers oh nice. uh, they have a new album out called continue as a guest and what i like about these guys they're kind of like if i had to yeah it would be like the pixies mixed with like like heavy british pop like blur Ooh, and stuff like that so so i really i do like this band however this album is very like artsy fartsy <laughs> to the point where it's like this is like this is a bit too much for me so maybe somebody has a different opinion uh luke combs uh who's the ugly uh fat man in country uh he released a new album called getting old and uh that album's actually pretty decent i uh nice. i would say I, I was kind of on the fence about Luke Combs, but I'm actually like after this album, I think he's really nailed it. Oh, nice. Um, in terms of his country sound. Uh, but I have been cranking. I have been oh. cranking the new City and Color album. Oh, nice. Uh, How is it? The love still held me near. And so one of my favorite City and Color albums was, uh, hang on, let me come up with the name. Uh, if I Should Go Before You. Okay. That was one of my my favorite albums. It has the one with uh, "Wasted Love" on oh, it, nice. yep. and and a bunch of stuff. Uh, this album is kick ass. I love everything about this album. Uh, I would like this is this is definitely my second favorite album by City and Color for wow. sure. So uh, I would check recommend checking it out. Uh, it's just it's just so good. And I had a friend who actually went to go see they actually opened for the red hot chili peppers and i was on the fence of getting tickets but i was like ah i'm, I'm not gonna get tickets just because i wanted to save money and i've seen them a few times uh and then i heard that last minute they got city and color to open for them so i was so mad <laughs> but uh. yeah I, I i hear city and color on the radio all the time now so like mm. yeah maybe i'll go check it out mm-hmm Cool. Any anything else? Ben's mentioning Big Wreck has a new EP out and it's good. Oh yes, that's on my list. I didn't get a chance to look uh, listening to it. So, uh, and Chasing Dragonflies wants to go city, to City in Color, but uh, she can't. <laughs> uh, she can't buy tickets. She's forbidden from buying more tickets. <laughs> oh no! What happened? <laughs> uh, too too many too many other concert tickets blowing the budget uh... on just live shows. That is a problem, though, when you, like, mm -hmm. buy way too many tickets for the year and it's just, like, every weekend. See, that's the that's the good thing about here. It's harder because, like, well, Vancouver's right across the straits, but I have to take a ferry ride. Mm -hmm. So it's extra money, and then I have to get accommodations, right? So so it's more – I'm more like, I don't know. Like, they got to be worth it. <laughs> but I could see, like, if I was living in Vancouver, I'd be go, going broke pretty quick, I yeah. think. So – um funnily enough i am still listening to uh songs of surrender by you too it's just i've I, been cranking that too i just yeah. i know it's like half good half bad but like just the, just the songs that are good on that album is just so good it it's funny because i was telling kim just before we came live that i've been listening to this again more and I, I just don't know like every time i listen to it the more i'm actually liking it like even the songs that i didn't like before i'm like mm. you know what they're actually not that bad <laughs> <laughs> but but like yeah every breaking wave is probably my favorite right now on the album and i say right now yeah but oh man it's just it's i and kevin i also said like it would be cool 
to have them do a tour of just this album mm-hmm. but like like just like a nice acoustic intimate kind of yeah. setting but i feel like concert tickets would just like oh my god like... they're so expensive you two tickets are already expensive imagine them yeah. in a like a theater oh my god it'd be astronomical yeah um but yeah i've been listening to that mostly um so yeah let's move on today music history so quite a few things actually april 5th 1923 uh joe oliver and king oliver's Crayle jazz band featuring a young louis armstrong make the first jazz recordings by an african-american band at Janet records in rural richmond indiana hmm pretty uh i would love to check that out yeah pretty groundbreaking there um eric you're gonna hate this but 1950 agnetha Foltzkoff of abba is born in smallen smallen sweden smallen sweden i have no idea how to pronounce this (laughs) no comment (laughs) um 1966, another birthday. Mike McCready, guitarist of Pearl Jam, is born in Pensacola, Florida. Have you seen Pearl Jam live ever? Never. I'm actually like on I the fence of whether. Love to. Yeah, I'm on the fence of whether I actually want to see Pearl Jam live or not. I, I, I like their songs, but I don't know mm. if I have an urge to actually see them live. Hmm. I feel like, like I, I feel like you're going to see Eddie, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Anyways, 1967, Monkeys fans march in London in protest of band member Davy Jones's annou- announced induction into the army. The teen heartthrob is eventually exempt from duty for being his family's main provider. Hmm. Interesting. The monkeys. What a <laughs> interesting fake band. Yeah, uh, which is another fake band. Smash Mouth. Copy them. <laughs> uh, ben says he saw Eddie Vedder uh, solo in a small venue, uh, which was amazing. I mean, yeah, like Eddie Vedder is such a good front man. I just feel like, I don't know, Pearl Jam seems like a very average rock band when it comes to live. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like you're just like, you, okay, I think that's controversial to say. Pearl uh, Jam seems like a very <laughs> average rock band yeah. live. It's funny because when people talk about grunge music, I feel like Pearl Jam is like their bread and butter for for this type of stuff right so i i i i feel like you just like pissed off the grunge community because like i don't know that. you have you have soundgarden which has like chris cornell who's just like like the whole band is just like off the wall it sounds different right They're they've got their own niche little sound then you've got obviously nirvana with kurt cobain but with pearl jam i don't know the music mm. Seems like just generic rock and roll with like an incredible front man. <laughs> generic rock and roll. I don't know. That's just how I feel about Pearl Jam. Oh man. Okay. I I definitely don't see that with Pearl Jam. I, I think that <laughs> that like 
I, <laughs> I don't like, know why I'm saying just, these things out loud. I think you're gonna get that, Ben a heart attack here. <laughs> the things I should keep in my in my in my brain to myself. That's how I truly feel about Pearl Jam. <laughs> Ben's gonna, gonna leave pretty soon. Um, moving on. 1967, Elvis Presley's 24th movie, Double Trouble, premieres in Hollywood. Eric, one day we're going to figure out a way that we're going to do like a live viewing of every single Elvis Presley movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like one movie a stream. We're just going to live watch uh, and react to it. I feel like it's just going to be just, we're just going to get like, I'm going to laugh the whole time. I, I just feel like it's going to be like, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he made like 30 plus movies. There's so many. Yeah, we should uh, we should definitely do that. I'll get hammered and then I'll just <laughs> be obnoxious. <laughs> uh, April fifth, nineteen sixty eight, with tensions high, uh, the night after Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination, James Brown goes ahead with his concert at the Boston Garden, agreeing to televise the show to help keep calm in the city. Hmm. Uh, James Brown. James Brown is one of those guys I want to see. I would have wanted to see in like his prime. Yeah. I don't care about, I mean, Absolutely. he's dead now, but like old man, James Brown, I don't, it seems a bit weird. It's funny because like he's, he's solely just a, like a front man, right? Yes. Like his lyrics are obviously nonsense, right? <laughs> like it's the same line over and over again. However, but he just brings that energy that like, yeah. Like, I feel like some front people could use in bands, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, just fearless performer. Uh, 1971, Chicago is the first American rock band to perform at Carnegie Hall. Chicago is uh, one of those bands that blend in. Generic with rock era, band. With their era. <laughs> That's a generic rock band. Generic rock band. <laughs> Uh, do, they, do they sing one is the loneliest number <laughs> <laughs> is that their song to be honest yeah. they all just blend together chicago <laughs> foreigner journey sticks they're all the same band mm -hmm. yeah uh 1973 F pharrell williams is born in virginia beach virginia Ooh. Um, in 1978 duran duran play their first live gig in birmingham england Oh my god, just adding, yeah, just adding air supply. air supply. I forgot air supply was a band. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another good one, air supply. Uh. Uh, moving on, 1984, Marvin Gaye's funeral takes place in Los Angeles. Marvin Gaye, if he didn't get shot, like, just imagine the records that would have came out from that man. i feel like he would be like tony bennett like where tony Ooh, bennett is right yeah, now right? you think <laughs> like like just i feel like he'd get his career because he's so famous like don't get me wrong i would actually love to see marvin Gaye live mm. uh, especially in his prime uh but i just feel like if he was like still around <laughs> he'd be like tony bennett whereas everybody's <laughs> just doing songs with him and tony bennett's like yeah i'm doing this doing an album <laughs> with ariana grande <laughs> or whatever right yeah maybe it's possible 
Um, oh my god. 1985. Thousands of radio stations play We Are the World simultaneously at 8.50 a.m. You know, that's one song that is... Like, that is a terrible song. What song is that one? We are the world. We are the children. That's the uh, Live Aid oh. song. Yeah, no, that's a terrible song. I don't get it because, like, they had Quincy Jones as the producer, potentially songwriter, I think. Like, they had, like, Michael Jackson in it, Stevie Wonder, like, Bruce Springsteen. Everyone was in it, but it's a bad See, that's song. a that's a perfect example of you have all these famous people involved and it's a shit song right so and that and that's the problem like you get like all these ideas clashing and it's like nobody can make a decision and they probably were like we need to write this song in an hour right they're just like all right and you probably have like a couple of those people just drunk or or showed up like hung over as fuck and they're just sitting there just like i don't fucking care just write we are the people there that's my contribution <laughs> right yeah like just get springsteen mm. to write the song or something i don't know like i'm pretty sure they could have found someone to do a better song than that but mm. anyways uh moving on 1987 jazz drummer buddy rich's funeral takes place in los angeles lots of funerals on this day mm. So it's not actually like when people died. It's actually the funerals. <laughs> yeah, not when they died. The actual funerals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben wants to know what the British Christmas song or Xmas song was. Uh, oh, is that the... Is that one? Da, 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 Christmas time. Da, 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 Christmas time. Is it that one? <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea. I didn't realize it was a Christmas charity song. I'm mm -hmm. sure there is, but... I don't. I know what it. Ben's talking about. I think it's that one. Yes. Yes, Someone's, it is. I don't. I don't know the lyrics. Obviously. Someone's gonna have to like Google it for us because I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, 1994. Uh, Bono sings. Oh, Bono Sting, etc. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of famous people. I just don't know. I don't remember the song. See, I feel oh, so. Here's a question before we move on to the next one: Would yes. you would you be a part of this contribution? Like, if, yeah, if someone course. was like, "Hey, Cam, would you like to be contribute and make the We Are the World song and sing it live?" Like, I just feel like I would just not want to be really. You would say no, yeah. no. I would definitely. It could be like Baby Shark, and it has like everyone famous <laughs> on it. I'd be like, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna be part mm. of this. Mm -hmm. Okay interesting I, I i can't see myself being a part of that i'd be like this is like as much as i appreciate most of these musicians in this room i want nothing to do with this project <laughs> yeah no for sure i'd be part of that um oh do they know it's christmas time at all yeah 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 that sounds actually really familiar now yeah but who hate that one i'm i'm in agreement with chasing dry every time it comes on the radio i just feel like this rage <laughs> uh 1994 uh kurt cobain of nirvana kills himself with a shotgun at the age of 27 his body isn't discovered until three days later when an electrician enters to install an alarm that's a shame that's crazy also kurt cobain of nirvana be crazy to know like 
what he would be what what kind of musician he would be today if he was still alive i feel like it's interesting because like i i feel like they wouldn't be a band i feel like he would try to go solo Ooh, you think he would try to go solo i think he would i for sure nirvana would break up because that band Kurt Cobain's too volatile to like stay in in like a relationship mm-hmm. like that for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but would he go solo? I don't know. I feel like he would. He would be that guy that goes solo. That'd be interesting. Um, surprisingly enough, 2002, Allison Chains frontman Elaine St- Staley dies after overdosing on heroin and cocaine. The 34-year-old singer had fallen into addiction and lost most contact with the outside world. His body isn't discovered until two weeks later when police enter his apartment on April 19th Oof. after friends and associates, associates report him missing. That would not be a fun sight to see, let me tell you. Yeah, no, that'd be terrible. That'd be so messed up. I uh that's another loss for frontman. Yeah. In terms of vocalist like Alice in Chains. I love Alice in Chains. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh 2005 Matchbox 20 frontman Rob Thomas releases his debut solo album Something to Be. Rob Zombie also generic. <laughs> Matchbox 20 <laughs> generic rock band a definition generic rock band so i feel like that's controversy for matchbox 20 fans and and rob zombie fans because you're pretty much just saying there that they're the same thing pearl jam pearl jam oh pearl jam oh i see okay i don't know matchbox 20 yeah no i agree i i there was a couple of songs that they made that were good, but I mean, it's like the ACDC. Of the <laughs> All right, moving on. 2008, Toto breaks up after performing its final concert in Seoul, Korea. Oh, what about Africa? <laughs> I don't Why? Like, it's so weird. Like, why? Why end in Korea? Of all, like they're not even <laughs> remotely related to Asia. It, that's a, it, it was fun. So Toto is one of those bands where I feel like, like they have some actually good songs other than Africa. I don't believe you. You know, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but, but, but it's just like they are a weird, they, they are definitely a weird band. Like the people in the band are weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange I don't, like why would you end your your career there uh, I don't, whatever anyways moving on 2017 trans-siberian orchestra founder paul o'neill is found dead in a tampa florida hotel room the 61 year old was suffering from a chronic disease another another person passes away mm. um and That's also death in this podcast I know. <laughs> um, this episode jesus i know uh, and then finally, last thing, April 5th, same year, 2017. Uh, I actually didn't know this, but at the age of 73, Barry Manilow comes out as homosexual. Really? I didn't know that was a thing. The Barry Manilow, eh? Yeah. 
I didn't know he was gay. It's wow. wild. Uh, sad like, that I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's like responsible for a lot of <laughs> babies. You know, babies. Yeah, a lot of babies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> he is definitely responsible for a lot of babies. It it's sad that it, it's like at the age of 73 that's when he comes out. But yeah, that is sad. But that's that's the times. Um, mm. But also, I'm surprised. Like I didn't know that in my brain knowledge, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, but that's basically it. That's today in music history. Eric, let's move on to some music news. We have a lot. I don't think we're gonna get through all of it, but we'll okay, we'll try. Let's do it. We'll try to figure this out. Uh, and chasing dragonflies is right. At least he came out while he was still alive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, the Kiss biopic has been um has been picked up by netflix it is currently planned for a 2024 release date uh the biopic will center around the first four years of kiss and is tentatively titled shout it out loud nice who's uh did they have a cast no no no. it was just picked up so they haven't cast like anyone i don't even think they have a director yet Honestly, I don't that know. That could be really good or it could be really bad. I don't know about a Kiss biopic, to be honest. Like, like if it's on Netflix, I have Netflix, so I will I will watch it. Mm. But I, I don't think I'd pay to go see it in theaters. <laughs> I'm not actually sure if I'm interested in seeing, like, a Kiss biopic. They don't... Like, obviously, Gene Simmons is an interesting character, but, like, he's more interesting in his like celebrity reality show persona Mm. him as a bass player slash songwriter in kiss is a little less interesting (laughs) that's a like so kiss is another simple band right (laughs) yeah like it's just it's just a simple simple band stupid yeah so i i mean there's nothing really special going on musically there. Too. Right. Too. They have, they do have like, like, I, I really think like, what do you think their most complex song is? Detroit rock city. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Cause everything else is just power chords <laughs> and quarter notes <laughs> <laughs> or eighth notes. I should say. Yeah. Eighth right. Notes. Though. Yeah. At least give them that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's just like be... I feel like you could just replace. Like I feel like you could replace all the members of Kiss. Yeah. And just put them put them in the makeup yeah. and costume, and then yeah. nobody would know any difference. <laughs> ben says Beth. Beth is definitely not the most complicated Kiss song. Can't no, put a, that's can't that's put a, a simple song. You can't put a ballad there, written by the drummer of all people. Yeah, in in four four time. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a controversial one. Um, ABBA fans are being told not to dress up in culturally insensitive seventies Afro wigs when they attend the legendary band's new Avatar show, ABBA Voyage. Any fan attending their show in an Afro wig will be banned from entry. Good. I agree. And I think that all fans of ABBA should be banned from going to see anything they produce. (laughs) 
honestly, for me mm. personally, it's I, I'm pretty sure this is not like an appropriation of like African culture. <laughs> like, no, it's didn't... just an appropriation of terrible, oh, awful music. So, like, I mean, I I agree with the masses. I think you should just ban them. <laughs> In fact, I think you should just lock them up <laughs> and put and hide them from society. <laughs> like. Oh my god, you really hate ABBA. <laughs> like, I I feel like it's just a perm. Like, didn't everyone have a perm in the 70s? Like, I, I didn't live through the 70s, so I have no idea. But I feel like everyone had an afro in the 70s. Like, regardless Maybe. of your skin color. Didn't everyone just have an afro? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Chasing Dragonflies does have a have a point. It it's for white people. It's a costume. Mm. Um, I don't know. This seems very more of like dressing up as the band itself rather than. Mm. But it could be adjacent. I can see both both sides of it. I just think it's uh, sort of weird. Realistically, I could see both sides. But being ABBA fans, they should just be banned from the from the venue that's what i say uh anyways let's move on luden how's it going yeah we're already at two on the controversial statement counter mm -hmm. uh drake's back in the news uh if you do want to uh he has a toronto home studio recording studio if you would like to rent out his uh home studio it will be two hundred and fifty thousand dollars usd per hour the studio is located right at the Canadian rapper's Toronto Bridal Path home and features all the equipment Drake uses. The listing confirms that Drake nor a sound engineer will be included in the booking. I'm going to call it locations. <laughs> oh, Drake. You know what? That is actually kind of neat. I will I will give him that. At That's actually kind of cool. I just go like like I feel like if you're like a super fan, right? You're gonna totally do this. Oh my god, two hundred fifty thousand dollars an hour. How are you like? What can you accomplish in a recording studio in one hour? That's like setup. Nothing. <laughs> Not even setup. You just set up the drum kit and then you're like, okay, now I have to tear it down and go home. <laughs> oh man, I again, I still stand by Drake is literally a joke in music <laughs> and he knows it and he's and he wants to see like he probably just said how much do you think we can charge like realistically it's like probably this much and he goes how much do you think like let's let's put it at this price and see how many people bite and i and i feel like he's just doing that to troll people 100 <laughs> percent. apparently he already has bookings like people are already booking his home studio yeah. See, he's seeing how far he can push his so, his ridiculousness. So stupid. Chasing Dragonflies wants to touch all the equipment and lick all the equipment. Uh, this is not quarter of a million dollars worth. There's no. no way. No. Yeah. That's uh, that's like a down payment on a house now. Uh, in other Drake news, he's also uh, he's also has another thing. Uh, Drake missed his Lollapalooza Brazil performance, his uh, headlining performance. He was spotted at a Miami strip club hours before his headlining performance. The festival took place in Sa Sao Paulo, Brazil, but he was 
at 50 Cent's birthday party in Miami instead. Skrillex served as a last-minute replacement. Festival promoters put out a statement saying Drake was excited to perform for his fans in Brazil. Unfortunately, this is beyond his control. (laughs) What can I tell you? He was on a completely different continent. Well... There you go. (laughs) How do you mess that up? Like, how do you miss your headlining performance at a ginormous festival? No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. It's ridiculous. Um, In other news, Liam Gallagher was recently asked by a uh, rando on Twitter about the chances of a Oasis uh, reunion. He responded with, it's happening. Noel, on the other hand, went on French radio stating uh, he should get his people to call my people. They know who they are. They know where we are. Um, so potential of an Oasis um, Oasis uh, reunion next year also happens to be the 30th anniversary of Oasis's debut album. Definitely maybe. They planned this. They 100% planned this. 30th anniversary. Now, not that I'm bashing them on this because I will definitely try everything in my power to get tickets to see them. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if Oasis comes back, if Noel Gallagher and Liam Gallagher get back together, I'm like, I'm get, I don't care how much the tickets are. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. We should plan it. Like if I get, if one of us gets tickets and the other doesn't, I'll get two tickets for sure. If you get two tickets for sure, and only one of us gets them, I will yeah. come there, and then you can over. come. Yeah, I'll fly over here. for sure. Like Oasis, like back. Oh my god, that'd be so sick. Mm. So good. Oh yeah. Uh, grown up gaming, how's it going? Grown up gaming, what's up? Um. Oh, uh, the cure's back in in the news. I think we discussed this before about their affordable tickets. How uh, Robert Robert Smith was uh, voicing his displeasure with Ticketmaster, but the Cure mm-hmm. have canceled over seven thousand tickets to their U.S. tour in a bid to tackle uh, or stop scalpers. So um, basically, they found these tickets on on uh, third party websites. Uh, with inflated prices so the cure just said we're canceling these tickets refunded the money to the original payers and that's it it's ballsy move good for them it's that is a ballsy move but like like something needs to happen with this scalper thing though right it's it's out of control it's so expensive it's it's absolutely ludicrous on how out of control it is right like you can't even get like, like where were the days when you can get twenty dollar like Molson Amphitheater tickets to go oh, yeah. see them in like the lawn seats, yeah, no. like like your band or whatever. They are like ah, like I'll go see them. Why not? So, mm-hmm. Right? It's like twenty bucks. Like gone are those days, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Price of t- tickets are just so expensive to to the point where like. The... <sighs> There's a lot of bands I want to see, but as soon as I see Ticketmaster, I'm just like, forget it. Yeah. Or like, or you look at the price, you're just like, yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, like like uh, someone at work was talking about going to see um 
Kelly Clarkson. Mm. Like obviously, like like these two girls, they they want to go see Kelly Clarkson, and and I'm like, how much for the tickets? And it was like almost like two hundred bucks. Just like fuck that. And it's like they they have to go somewhere <laughs> to go see them. It's just like Jesus Christ. Like first yeah. of all, it's Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> but still though like like you can't even like and i was like are these like do like when do tickets go on sale oh they've been on sale forever i'm like so you're getting scalper tickets then you're getting shit seats for 200 bucks yeah right like like that's it's ludicrous right and this is like section 300 yeah just to clarify to everybody right so it's just so expensive um, <clears throat> in other news, Cardi B, husband Offset, and their two kids have joined the cast of the upcoming uh, Nickelodeon movie, Baby Shark's Big Movie. Cardi will play Sharky B, and Offset will play Off Shark. So speaking of Baby Shark, I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on, on this podcast before, but there's a business in Nanaimo here, downtown Nanaimo, to get the homeless people because you know, they break into stores and stuff. We've been having a lot of issues. I think you did um, mention this, but yes, continue. Yeah, so so they play Baby Shark literally 24 hours on speakers. <laughs> and it's and I remember walking around. I was like, oh, there's Baby Shark. <laughs> like, it's, it's on repeat. It just does not stop. But it's funny because it's the only business that doesn't have anybody around. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> it's working. I don't know why that song is so popular. It's like, it's like the Macarena. It's just like, it, I don't understand. It's funny how popular it's become because a show that I watched, Ted Lasso, they actually put that, I don't know if you've ever watched it, uh, but they put it in, uh, it, it's about a soccer team. So uh, essentially uh, this American coach that uh, coaches American football goes over to uk because he's going through a divorce and then he gets signed on with a premier league european football team so he has nothing he knows nothing about soccer but one of like the best players is called jamie tart and then they're like chant for jamie tart is jamie tart (laughs) which i thought was kind of funny (laughs) pretty good yeah um other news, a power trip, a music festival in the California desert is scheduled to t- take place this year, October 6th to 8th. Headliners for night one will be Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden. Day two will be Ozzy Osbourne, who earlier this year announced a retirement from touring, but I guess he's going to play this festival. And also ACDC, who haven't played a live show since September 2016. And the third day will be headlined by Metallica and Tool. Oh man, it's a pretty good lineup. That's a great lineup. It's a it's an old man lineup, but it's a pretty good lineup. It is an old man lineup, but I feel like it's because like if you're going to go see one of those bands now, you you know that they're not going to be like like I don't know like I I go into those concerts being like this isn't going to be them in their prime. Mm. This is going to be them aged like a fine wine. Just like you kind of just sit back and enjoy it, you know. <laughs> but but that's I would I would pay to go see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like that's crazy. That lineup is awesome. Like let's say a three day ticket, you know, probably a reasonable price is five hundred. Would you say mm-hmm. five hundred bucks for a three day ticket? I would spend that. Yeah, five hundred for a three day ticket. 
seeing Guns N' Roses by itself is at least 250. Iron Maiden 200. Like you're, yeah. if you go see all three of them, you're definitely getting your money's worth. Yeah, no that that would be a good time. That would be a really good time. Um, in news that I find hilarious, Donald Trump's brand new song commemorating January the 6th is topping the charts. The song is called Justice for All, and it is a mix of Trump reciting the Pledge of Allegiance with a choir called uh, the J6 Choir singing the national anthem. The J6 Choir are a collection of imprisoned insurrectionists. <laughs> It has hit number one on Billboard and on his on Trump's last appearance on Fox News on for the Sean Hannity show. Trump said the J6 is beating Taylor Swift. It's Donald Trump and the J6 prisoners. It's on iTunes and on Amazon and on Billboard, which is a big deal. Now I feel like Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. first of all, I had no idea this existed. And I need to listen to this like right now. The song is called Justice for All. Justice for All. Okay. I'm gonna I'm it's it's I'm, not I'm, good. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I am sorry, Luton. Uh that this is your escape from Donald Trump, but it's music news. He made number Donald one J. Trump and <laughs> he's number one on Billboard by Mixing him saying the Pledge of Allegiance and the J6 choir, who are just a bunch of criminals singing together. By the way, by the way, ignore the podcast notes, but that's the album cover. Because they're in jail. America's in jail, right? Freedom. Freedom's in jail. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to listen to this after the podcast, and I'll comment on the Discord, because this is is amazing. Um, But yeah, it's it's out there. So freaking, freaking amazing so that is actually the most amazing thing i've heard of so far i'm adding it to my library <laughs> okay uh, ben's asking how metallic is not suing him for for what the album cover you'll have to clarify ben mm-hmm. uh moving on Here's a bit of a, maybe we'll have a bit of a discussion on this, but Thin Lizzy has been voted Ireland's greatest band of all time. Ireland's Radio Nova held a shamrock referendum asking their listeners who their favorite Irish musical artist of all time is. Alongside Thin Lizzy, the other finalists were U2, The Pogues, Van Morrison, The Boomtown Rats, Snow Patrol, The Cranberries, and Sinead O'Connor. The final vote came down to U2 versus Thin Lizzy, with Thin Lizzy taking 60.5% of the votes. Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Like, my top three, if I had to pick top three, it would be probably U2 at the top. Okay. Because I mean, I, and and I mean, I know all of Ireland hates them, and and I've mentioned this before on the like the earlier years when we started this podcast, when I was in Ireland, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there in Dublin, and uh, they like everybody fucking hated you two there, but yet there was so much YouTube memorabilia there, so it's like, huh? Like but 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 regardless, like like you you have to give the facts. U2 has made so many hits. Yes. After hits. Like, like, and, and I mean, 
they've released an album with just re-recordings of their original <laughs> songs and those are chopping the charts so it's like it just shows you how like like even in like i and i know ken mentioned this on last week's podcast uh when we songs of surrender uh you said there was a lot of songs in their newer half of the of their newer albums that you haven't heard and it's and it's literally like wow like i need to go listen to these songs like like every breaking wave is like two albums ago right it's not that hard but like if you look at the lyrics like even the lyrics like written down like it's like this is a really good song so so i mean you have to give credit to where it's due so i would have to say you two at the top and i would say thin lizzy but i mean thin lizzy is a pretty iconic band in terms of irish music history i would say yes Mm -hmm. right but I'm surprised the cranberries aren't higher. Yeah, the actually. cranberries should have been somewhere there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to for me. Mm. I, Thin Lizzy is definitely the cooler band. It's the more hip answer yeah. to give because U2 is mainstream and not you know cool anymore. Yep. But like objectively, like how do you argue with U2 not being the greatest Irish band of all time? Like they're just the biggest. And I and I would agree with you. I think Thin Lizzy is a cool band. Like I mean, like their songs, like you know that their their bad reputation, like that's a sick song, right? And get a crowd going instantly, right? But yeah. but I I would agree. I I I do have to say, top three Irish bands, you two number one. I'm sorry, you have to put them there. <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I would say Thin Lizzy and then the Cranberries and the Cranberries three. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 drops off significantly because like Snow Patrol was on that on the like the finalist list, which is no. like, what the hell? <laughs> Why is? It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you're a country that has you too, I mean, that's probably all you need, right? Uh, Luden says you too is just the international Nickelback. <laughs> I don't know but, if that's but true. again again Nickelback right you look at Nickelback right they sell out their concerts like crazy it's nuts right it's and if people nuts. like Nickelback but it just there's a perception that everybody hates Nickelback <laughs> so yeah I don't I don't know that's so weird uh and going back to Ben's point about uh Trump's justice for all versus Metallica's and justice for all I mean, even if they were the same name, I don't think you could sue someone for uh, having the same album name or mm-hmm. same song name. Uh, that would be hilarious if you could do that. But uh, yeah, people well, are I free, mean, free to use it. Speaking of Thin Lizzy, like like I said, bad reputation. That's just like Joe Jett's bad reputation. And they're not the same song at all. Oh, yes, that's true. Right. They're, they're named the same, but, but yeah. they're not. Right. So. Metallica likes to sue. I mean, that's true, but uh, not you can't do that with just like titles. Um, but Ben would. It does seem like Ben would put the Pogues uh, on his list. <laughs> Napster. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. There is <laughs> Eric. I'm halfway through, so I'm gonna save some of these, some of these news okay. things for next time. Uh, But let's go with, uh, I'm going to do three more. So Adele's last show at the, uh, at the Coliseum. Adele's Uh, still touring? Like, and this is the Coliseum of Rome? Two questions. (laughs) 
No, no, no. Coliseum at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Mm. It's her Vegas uh, residence. So they're fake Rome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her last show was uh, Saturday, March 25th. Um, and because it was her last show, tickets were going for thousands of dollars uh, on that last night. Well, unfortunately for those people who thought this was going to be Adele's last show ever, she has now announced that she has extended her residency uh, because of that sweet, sweet money. Uh, so of course she did. Adele will be back in August um, until the end of fall at Caesars Palace. Okay, so you're going to lie. I know you're going to love this, Kem. <laughs> Some people might not agree with this oh, comment. No. <laughs> um, Adele, I feel like, in terms of her genre, okay, mm-hmm. so what, she, what would you classify Adele's genre as? pop pop so pop. she is the jack johnson of pop <laughs> you're gonna have to explain this one because i can't make the connection <laughs> so jack johnson and adele so so jack johnson and, and 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 i don't mean vocally because i feel like adele has some good pipes on her don't get me wrong mm-hmm. however i feel like adele place the same it's like jack johnson every time he comes out with a song or an album yeah it's good but it sounds like the previous song and i feel like that's adele yeah (laughs) okay i gotta i gotta make that controversial i don't really (laughs) i don't see how oh shit friends oh there's uh i don't I can't make the connection in my brain between no. Adele and Jack Johnson, but that's okay. So you listen, you listen to a Jack Johnson album, right? Yeah, they're all the same. Okay, they're all the same song, right? Mm-hmm. Just on repeat, <laughs> just different different words being sung over them. I feel like Adele, like, and don't compare the music that Jack Johnson plays to Adele. I just feel like Adele, every time she comes out with an album, it's like the last album. <laughs> Like, this album is like the last album. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. She stays yeah. in her lane. She stays in her lane. She knows what she's good at. And she does that over and over again. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna still mark that as controversial, though. Um. Uh, I guess another touring news. Um, Clay Aiken and Ruben Studdard's tour is happening. It's called 20 The Tour because it's been 20 years since they appeared on American Idol. Uh, they oh, will be I touring. I thought you were going to say 20 since it's been 20 years since they've come out with that music. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true too. Um, but they will be touring the US and Canada together. Uh, their first show will be April 12th in Troy, New York. Now, the question is will you go see them? Clay Aiken and Absolutely Ruben not. <laughs> I have no care in the world to see them. Really? I I still remember when American Idol first came out and I watched it. Mm. And I remember these guys going on. And I remember Ruben Stutter being a good singer and same with Clay Aiken. But then ever since that show, like they just <laughs> vanished off the face of the earth. And now they're like, we're coming back <laughs> after 20 years. Let me let me ask musicians. When you were watching the like that American American Idol uh season, did you vote at any point? And no. okay, so you never voted. <laughs> and if you could if you were to vote, 
would you have voted for Clay Aiken or Ruben Studdard as the winner of the show? I remember Ruben Stutter being the better vocalist. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just, just now. This is a long ass time. Like, this is twenty fucking years ago, right? Yeah. So, but, but I just, I just remember, like, when the show came out, I was like, oh, this is a kind of a neat show. And I remember Simon Cowell being like just a big dick, <laughs> just being like, "You're absolutely awful. You're terrible," <laughs> right? And, but. I, I I think I watched the first five seasons and I was like, all right, this is just like this is just ridiculous now because then it got a little bit out of control. But but I remember I remember Ruben Stutter being the better vocalist, and I and I and I don't like I just feel like if I was to comment on this, like actually like you know legitimately, I I think the styles of music i think they both play different styles of music so that's Mm. like a metal band opening for like neil young (laughs) right like it just doesn't fit so hilarious uh ben yes you're right ruben did win his season of american idol Mm. and kelly clarkson was the first no on season one see that i don't remember i i remember ruben winning and I think Clay Aiken, was he not the runner-up? Yeah, Clay Aiken was the runner-up on season two. But I think Kelly Clarkson was season one. Was the first one, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, and then I, I remember, like, I want to say season five or six was Daughtry. I was rooting for him. And then when he got voted out, that's when I was just like, fuck this. Because <laughs> I thought he was definitely the better voc- vocalist out of everybody, but. Luden says Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood are the uh, notables. Did Carrie Underwood win her season? Yeah. I, I actually don't know. Actually, maybe she didn't. Yeah. I All know. I know is that, like, I, I think at the very beginning, like, Kelly Clarkson obviously is the winner. Yeah. The only winner that has made it as big as she is because she, she has her own talk show now, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She does. Yeah. But. Okay, so if Carrie Underwood did win, according to Ben, then she is the second one. But but have you heard from any of the other winners? Like like I can't name any like I, I feel like more people got famous for becoming like fifth place or like seventh place, you know? Hold on. I'm I'm gonna look this up because I actually now want to know. Adam Lambert didn't win. Yeah, he was on American Idol. That's right. Yeah. But and like he's strictly, strictly just the number one uh, winners. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for for giving us a fact. Okay, he's probably on Google. Just, just here, here fact go. checking us. Season one, Kelly Clarkson. Season two, Ruben Studdard. Season three, mm-hmm. Fantasia Barino. Never heard of that person. Carrie Don't Underwood. Season is. four. Okay. Season five, Taylor Hicks. He sounds Taylor familiar. Hicks. Taylor Hicks sounds really familiar. That does sound familiar. Anyways. Okay. Uh, six, Jordan Sparks. Don't know who he is. Uh, I think Jordan Sparks, she's Broadway. She's a Broadway singer now. I was a girl. I thought, I thought it was a guy, but okay. Anyways. Okay, you don't know. Uh, seven, David Cook. No. Uh, eight. So we got two. Chris Allen. No. Lee DeWeeze. D-E-W-Y-Z-E. I have no idea who that is. Scotty, 
Scotty McCree. Well, Scotty McCree. doesn't know. Philip Philip Phillips. <laughs> Philip Phillips. Okay, so three. Who's Philip Phillips? But but Philip Phillips it hasn't made an album for like years. Here. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna look it up. But who's now. Philip Phillips? What Philip did he Phillips do? is the band that sounds like uh uh Mumford and Sons. <laughs> he sounds like Mumford and Sons? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Anyways, there's Philip Phillips. Uh, oh my God. Everyone's just, Ben's trying to explain to us who all these winners are, but we have no idea who's who. Well, because they're terrible. <laughs> uh, season. Okay. So Philip Phillips has not made an album since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So we have two. Well, we'll Still say two, two people. Who are still well known in our society today? Okay, let's keep going. Season twelve, Candace Glover. Okay. Thirteen, Caleb Johnson. Yeah. Nick. Don't know who that is. Fred, D- Fred Diani. Fred Diani. Okay. Don't know. Uh, Trent Harmon. Trent Harmon. Country singer. <laughs> looks like. So- sounds like a like a businessman for like Kaiser Permanente. Jason Dreamflies wants me to say Philip Phillips again. Say it a hundred more times. Philip Phillips. Philip Phillips. Philip Phillips. Why, is it Phillip just Phillips. the way it's the way I say it? Is it the way I say it? Jason Dragonflies? <laughs> Philip Phillips. Philip Phillips. <laughs> um season Regardless, that's what I'm saying. All these winners. Like there's two people that you've named in these winners that are actually like well known to society. Uh season sixteen, Maddie Pope. Poppy Pope P O P P E. Okay. 17, Elaine Hardy. Okay. 18. I don't know why this person's name it's just Sam. <laughs> why why is this person's name just Sam? Oh, it's the stage name. The stage name is just Sam, but her name is Samantha Diaz. <laughs> oh man. Um uh, 19, Chase Beckham. And uh, season 20, Noah Thompson. So, again, two. They're famous enough to each have Wikipedia articles about them. It's that you've said it so many times. Philip Phillips. <laughs> Philip Phillips. <laughs> Philip Phillips. So, two. out of. I'm glad I provide entertainment for you, Jason. <laughs> That's crazy. The winner's... Um... But that's what I'm saying. Okay, so maybe just for chasing dragonflies, this is for you. Maybe you can add Philip Phillips in there <laughs> for number three. But but I feel like like at the very beginning, like now nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like <laughs> like oh, I want America. Like I could go down the street and be like, I want American Idol. Everyone's like, oh, good for you. Like nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it it was really it's only like two in a bit. I mean, obviously that's only the winners because you have guys like Adam Lambert or Jax or Catherine McPhee were like runner ups or third place. And, they weren't winners though, right? Like, yeah, or Daughtry, who I still think is garbage, but yeah, is still but relevant. I, I mean, he's big though. Yeah, right? he's more like... relevant than these first place winners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 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 I don't, I forget how we got to this American Idol thing. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't oh, Clay, Clay Aiken and Ruben Stutter. Clay Aiken and Ruben Stutter. See, this is what happens. We go on a tangent and. That's All right, it. let's freaking okay. We we need to move off this new stuff because we're gonna we're definitely going over time. But um, I think a lot of people are here specifically for this album because of yes, so, and this is the reason why I picked this album. Oh, Kem okay. gave me a list. What album do you want to do next week? And I'm like, I didn't know this existed. And yes, I want to do this now. <laughs> All right, so the album that we are going to be discussing uh, for this week is uh, the brand new album, Plays Well With Others. Oh, let the image show up. Plays Well With Others by Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. So uh, I'm sure many of you know who Jeff Goldblum is, but Jeff Goldblum is an American actor and musician born on October 22nd, 1952. He has starred in some of the highest grossing films of his era, such as Jurassic Park and Independence Day. Uh, this album has been released on March 24th, 2023. It's his third EP with the group Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra, and it is a collection of traditional pop standards why is his backing band called the mildred snitzer orchestra uh he put together this jazz band and called it the mildred snitzer orchestra um for no reason mildred has nothing to do with this band she is a friend of jeff's parents and he liked the sound of her name so he named it the mildred snitzer orchestra that is that is totally jeff goldblum right there <laughs> That is like, that's just like a definition of what he is. It has no sense in the song. It just sounded good. <laughs> so Eric, this thing's six tracks. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts? Loon wants us to give it 11 out of 10. So I think Jeff Goldblum is amazing. He's like, he's like our modern day, like Christopher Walken. Like he just has that like, sense about him that you're just like who is this guy and why does he exist um so i and i and i met and i asked this on the discord if anybody's on there uh if anybody's watched his disney special so when disney plus first and and, and i will get to the album i will get to the album but when disney plus first uh came out a couple of their actual content from disney was this Jeff Goldblum like interview show. So he would go like, I think the first episode was like, he would go talk to people who collected sneakers. Right. And then, then the second one episode was like, let's uh, let, let's see what the gaming world is about. Like these people who go into these gaming competitions and like, you know, like halo or counter-strike or whatever. Right. But he's just so awkward. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> such like a, like he has this flamboyant personality that's just like so outrageously out there that I feel like if any any person was to interact with Jeff Goldblum, it would make you feel almost like uncomfortable in a way because you're just not used to that like just very obscurism. So when I when you when you sent me this message, pick a pick an album. And I was like, I didn't know Jeff Goldblum played. And I always had this fascination of actors that actually play or sing. Mm. Right. And, and, and it's just kind of like a cool little like nuance. It's like, Oh, that that's interesting. Why didn't you get into that? 
right? Because you're actually pretty decent at it. Like Robert Downey Jr. plays the piano and mm-hmm. sings. He does a cover of like The River. Uh, Before we move on, Bruce. Before you, yeah. do you know that John Cena plays the piano? John Cena plays. Apparently, C- apparently, that, that blows my mind. <laughs> apparently, part of his like workout or like his daily routine outside of going to the gym every morning he plays the piano to keep up his like brain function i could totally it's see part that of his john like cena. health regimen to play the piano really yeah you, you know what john cena is one of my idols <laughs> anyway but that's amazing so let me grab another beer here um so when i found out like Jeff Goldblum played the piano. I'm like, I need to know everything about this. And I was hoping that it would be more, but it was like a little tease with the six song album. And when I heard it, I was not expecting that this, I was not expecting this at all. Mm. I, when I turned on the song, the Baptist uh, or a Baptist beat, I was like, wow, his band is actually like the band that he's playing with is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like like I was really listening to the piano because I, I was like, what instrument does Jeff Goldblum play? And it's the piano. And uh, you don't really get a lot of the piano. Like, like you get little nuances there, which I felt like were pretty good. Like, and they're very like jazzy, different time signatures, which is impressive, right? Oh, Most shit. jazz musicians are, sorry? I thought that was exploding. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's exploding a little bit. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, sorry. Hang on a second. Um, so 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 you get these different like time signatures and stuff like typical jazz music, right? Um, but it's when I really did a deep dive of Jeff Goldblum's like stuff, and he he does some live renditions on Apple Music, which I've watched and listened to, and he's a good piano player. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like there's one one song where he actually literally like just goes out into this like piano solo, and you're just like, shit, this guy can play. This mm-hmm. guy can actually play the keys. So I was actually thoroughly impressed with this album. Because <laughs> honestly, I went into this thinking it was gonna be like a William Shatner kind of just imagine if it ended up being like mm. that that'd be whole so funny um yeah no like it's a bunch of pop standards so it's old-timey music a little bit of jazz a little bit of pop in there like songs like moon river is in there lazy afternoon mm-hmm. so pretty standard like pieces um kelly clarkson features on track number two don't fence me Speaking in strolling yeah she does a phenomenal job um but yeah like the one thing missing in here really is the piano because like yeah jeff goldblum is a piano player yes. and it should really have been highlighted more which yeah uh, i guess that's more of a preference thing because maybe most some people are are just listening to it as like a band type of experience but if you're gonna put your name on it i feel like you need to stand out like you know and that's and that's what I felt too. Like I felt like there should have been more of a Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. But but from everything that I watched, because obviously I did like a little bit of a fascin like a crazy like stalker like fascination with with Jeff Goldblum and his music. 
I was literally like, well, I want to see what it's like. And and he's got the mannerisms of a front man. Yeah. Like, like you have to see, you have to say that when he's playing live, you're just like, man, he's, he's literally like, you can tell he's there digging the music. Mm-hmm. Like it's not actor Jeff Goldblum. This is, this is a totally different Jeff Goldblum that we're seeing. And, and, and I feel like he, he wanted to focus more on the music. So that's why I'm cutting him a little bit of slack, but, but you're right. Like he is a piano player and he can play, but this doesn't show mm-hmm. what he can do on the keys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Overall, like it was, I would say it's an enjoyable album, right? Like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. It was just like nice listening. Um, vocal performances when there were vocal performances were, were pretty spot on. And the band plays really well. I think, and Luden's mentioning this, but like it just needed more Jeff Goldblum, to be mm. honest, because this could have been just anyone. Like if you took Jeff Goldblum's name out of the out of the title, it honestly could have been just anyone. Any sort yeah. of pop standard band or jazz band that did this. There wasn't like a specific Jeff Goldblum element to the the whole album. Like, I I would say, like, if I was to say you need to check out Jeff Goldblum playing the piano, I would check out his live stuff mm-hmm. on YouTube or Apple Music because, like, there's a song that he's playing and, and like, he's, like, guitar player, and, and he points at the guitar player, play, and then he starts soloing, right? So you know it's all improv, and then he's, like, he goes to the saxophone player, saxophone, like, lets it rip, and then it's, like, the band kind of points at him, and then he just starts playing, but he's playing like like almost like a polyrhythm here and there. And it's just like, it sounds really good. And I'm like, man, like this guy can play the keys like mm-hmm. pretty decently, right? Yeah. Or tickle the ivory, as they say. <laughs> he would say right? that. He would definitely say that. A hundred percent he would. Um. Yeah, but that's basically it. I mean, let's let's just give it our final thoughts and ratings, because uh, there isn't. It's six tracks. There's not a whole bunch of material here to really discuss in depth. No, and there's not. Um, I would give this a solid eight out of ten. Wow, eight out of ten. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I- I'm sort of with you. Uh, for me, I would give it seven, seven out of ten. There's nothing it's it's a fun album to sort of just put in the background uh, but there isn't like a, there isn't a defining part of this album that really <laughs> makes it special it's just sort of mm-hmm. a, a pop standard album with some really good singers on it and not enough jeff goldblum at the end of the day so mm-hmm. like there's not much to criticize but there's also not a lot to really say like this is great yeah yeah um, so yeah, sorry, Luden. No, uh, 11 out of 10, on this one. Um, but close. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right, cool. So that was our discussion on Jeff Goldblum and the, uh, Mildred Snitzer orchestra and the brand new EP plays well with others. For those of you following along with us every single week, uh, the album for next time will be the brand new album, uh, the other one by baby metal. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. I haven't actually listened to this whole thing yet. Um, but this is this is going to be so funny listening to Baby Metal. <laughs> this will definitely might be my first time listening to a full album of this. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love the transition between Jeff Goldblum <laughs> to Baby Metal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this will be this will be interesting at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. Oh my god, I still need to fix the screen. Um, you can't see anything, so I am going to. It's gonna get weird. Yes, <sighs> you're right, Luton. I'll just. It read is them gonna off. get weird. So we had three controversial statements for this week. It doesn't appear on stream correctly. I'll have to fix that. But basically, I said Pearl Jam seems like a very average rock band live. Um. <laughs> Eric said, kiss, there's nothing special going on there. Uh, and Eric, you did say something to the effect of Ad- Adele is the pop version of Jack Johnson. So three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right. Um, ben is back because because uh, <laughs> uh, we dissed Pearl Jam too much. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways that was that was the crossroads music podcast episode for this week Uh, we're here live at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast uh we'll be back here next wednesday we are on our wednesday schedule for now uh 10 Mm -hmm. p.m et 7 p.m pt um that's about it thanks everyone for tuning in uh thanks chat for for coming and and yelling at us uh and correcting us where we're wrong um, Eric, any any closing thoughts, words of wisdom before we wrap this all up? No, come on the Discord. We're having a lot of fun talking there. I'm trying to be more active on that. So nice. come join us. Yeah. All right, perfect. So that's it for this week. We will see you all. Peace. Peace.